Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, on the days that you think, man, I'm having a bad day, today really stinks. Nobody could be having as bad a day as me. Think of Jennifer Pullman, who lives and works in Leakesville, Mississippi, but has a family home that's been in her family. Well, her grandparents bought the place in 1965 in Mobile, Alabama, and she just loves the place. In fact, she said she calls the place, it's priceless to her. She can't put a price on it. Well, she's going to have to because she found out, yeah, it was torn down. (laughs) so a company was supposed to demolish a home but they went to the wrong address and they just tore down her house oh okay so after they did a news story and all the neighbors around the area said hey this is the company that was there we thought you were aware of it so apparently they couldn't be arrested because there was no malicious intent oh okay Well, I guess that makes it fine then. We'll just have to sue them in civil court. It's funny. I'm not sure like what was in the house. They showed her walking around the rubble. I'm not sure what all was removed after it was demolished. If anything, I mean, there was rubble still left there on the property. It's a crappy job by the contractor. And I don't know, you know, how much the house was worth. It was run down and she was just keeping it for, you know, just memories of being able to show up there once in a while or if it was livable. I don't know how much she's going to get for it. But, man, when you think you have, yeah, i still got that house in Mobile that I can fall back on in case things don't work out in Leakesville. Yeah, not anymore. Sorry, Jennifer. Uh, we're all going to, you know, we're all going to hope that you get a little cash for the place. But it's next to the fairgrounds, I guess. So maybe the fair buys the place from her. Maybe the fair says, look, uh, you got rid of the house by accident, sure. But, uh, you know, we'll buy the property from you and make it part of the fairgrounds. I don't know what you do with it. I mean, that's just a strange, strange story. And the construction company is like, yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. Eh, sorry. (laughs) So when you think you're having a bad day, think of Jennifer Pullman. And think of her finding out, hey, you know that family home you own in Mobile? Yeah, it was an accident, but I tore it down. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, so let's talk about sweating, shall we? I've been sweating since I was in the crib. I remember my mom and dad talking to me about sweating in the crib. I, I, you can't help it. I can't help it. I can't stop sweating. And so it's been uh, quite a uh, quite a struggle for me over the years to find the right deodorant, to find something that would help you stop sweating. And then I find sweat block, or more importantly, they found me. And they are, it stop excess sweating for up to seven days per use. Uh, it's doctor created, doctor recommended. They have a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, 
you get your money back. Uh, it's not just for your armpits. Uh, it's your chest, your back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere. And I mean anywhere. Anywhere that sweats. You know what I'm saying. So sweat block. I mean, uh, you, you have to break out of the habit of putting it on every day. Uh, you can wipe it and you put it under your arms and you're good for seven days. It's pretty remarkable product that has, you know, and I, when I first tried it, I thought, okay, well, we'll see. And so now I find my armpits, uh, don't sweat. Some of the rest of me does. So I'm thinking about perhaps just bathing in sweat block, but I don't recommend that at all. What I recommend is going to sweatblock.com promo code Jeffy will get you 20% off and then you can try it yourself and realize that you know what I don't need to sweat like I have been sweating and even if you don't you know sweat like me even if you just you know want to be able to present yourself in public without having those annoying underarm sweat holes uh that's what that's what I call them the underarm sweat holes. And uh, so you want to get rid of those, you know, armpit sweats and that look so annoying. Sweat block. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Jeffy. You're going to get 20% off. Sweatblock.com. Promo code Jeffy. Gets you 20% off. Or you can find it on Amazon as well. So on the day that we get the uh, Fortune's 100 best companies to work for list we know that kmart in new jersey is closing now kmart at one time would have been one of the best companies to work for i'm guessing uh there were more than 2,000 kmart stores across the u.s now uh this one in new jersey will uh be make it so that there's only three kmarts left in the country i know sad dry your eyes dry your eyes now so we have kmart's now in westwood new jersey long island new york and miami i would say that those aren't long for the world i don't know what happens to them and i don't know how the miami kmart is actually a kmart because they filed uh, the parent company Sears Holdings filed for bankruptcy in 2018. So, I mean, you got Walmart and Target. There's no way that, uh, I mean, JCPenney and Sears, they're all struggling against these companies. So there's no way that came. It's got to be just a, you know, a Kmart, the Kmart in Miami. If you've been to the Kmart in Miami, please send me a photograph to chewing the fat at the blaze.com. I'll take pictures from the Long Island, New York, and the Westwood, New Jersey Kmart, but I want to see the Miami Kmart and I want to know what they sell. So take a moment out of your day down in Miami, Florida, and just go into the Kmart. I don't know what neighborhood it's in. I don't know what they're selling, but I'd love to see some pictures of it for chewing the fat. And I'd appreciate it very much. And I, you know, I'll give you your props. I'll let people know. We'll drive them to your social media accounts to see the pictures of the Miami Kmart. <laughs> so we have we have Kmart's closing on the day that Fortune's annual list of 100 best companies to work for. We have Starbucks. Uh, the new CEO is the old CEO. Everything old is new again. Remember, we talked about Howard Schultz coming back. 
and he is on his tour of going to all the Starbucks stores and saying, hey, Starbucks is a wonderful place, and thanks for working here. But uh, those of you that are thinking about joining the union, you suck. Why don't you go work someplace else? (laughs) Apparently, that's what he told the uh, 25-year-old barista at the Long Beach airport uh, meeting of all the uh, Starbucks locations. So, you know, I don't know if it was just a full meeting of the Starbucks from around Long Beach, but there was a special get-together at the airport. Maybe that's what Howard is doing now. He flies into town and says, yeah, you know, I'll meet you. Meet me at the airport. I'm not I'm not leaving the airport. I'm flying in, and you come. We'll, get, we'll rent a hangar, and you guys can come, and I'll, you know, let you know what's going on with the company, and then I'm going to get back on my plane and leave. But I'm not driving to every store. So we have that, and I mean, they're already, we've got, uh, there's, three or four locations on the East Coast that have voted to let the union in. So that's, uh, it's not fun for Starbucks to have the, the unions moving in. And you have, you know, our president of the United States warning companies that here we come, uh, unions, we're out to get you companies. So, you know, we have that to look forward to. But I don't know if you work for the one of the top 10 companies best companies to work for according to fortune but uh number 10 is capital one financial uh number nine is david weekly homes i love david weekly homes man number eight is american express number seven is rocket companies number six is accenture uh number five is nivida uh number four is salesforce Number three is Wegmans Food Markets. Number two, Hilton. And the number one best company to work for, Cisco Systems. Yay! Figure we'll just scroll down the list here and see if uh, the Blaze is on this list. <laughs> Let's see, Marriott is 23rd. Keep scrolling. Adobe is 32nd. Wow, nice. Okay. Well, let's keep scrolling down the list. See if we got the Blaze. There's a B. Oh, that's Box. No, that's Box is 48th. Okay. Not the Blaze. And we keep scrolling down to see if the Blaze is on this list. Worldwide Technology, 71st. Yeah, no. Ohio Health, Mutual of Omaha, 83rd and 84th. Cox Enterprises, 88th. I used to work for Cox Broadcasting. Uh, underneath that umbrella group, and they were, they were okay to work for. Uh, FedEx coming in at 100, uh, CarMax at 98, T-Mobile uh, 96th on the list of best places to work for. DHL Express 93rd, a uh, DHL Express US 93rd. Publix Supermarkets uh, 92nd best place to work for, but I don't see the blaze. I don't see the blaze, but uh, the blaze isn't a fortune 500 company either. So yet, 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 yet. And technically, I mean, if you want to get really technical about it, I don't necessarily work for the blaze, but that's a whole other story in and of itself. You know, though, it's a day of celebration, no matter what, because today, those of you listening live, on the 12th of April, 2022.
Today is National Grilled Cheese Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to celebrate, that's the way to celebrate. Let's have a grilled cheese sandwich. I mean, there's many ways to make a grilled cheese. I've had them good and bad. And I don't know that there is actually a bad grilled cheese sandwich. There's just sandwiches that aren't as good as others, right? I mean, some of my new favorite grilled cheese sandwiches are now with grilled tortillas, with cheese in the middle of two tortillas. So good. Oh, man. And my mom used to make, I'm walking down grilled cheese lane, uh, my mom used to make grilled peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, man. Come on now. So, I mean, if you're looking to celebrate today, have a grilled cheese any way your little heart desires. Okay? All right, good. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. I really need a grilled cheese sandwich, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, something cold to drink is all I've got right now. Oh. So good. Hey, if you have been feeling bad about missing the Rachel Maddow show Monday through Thursday, you can feel less bad now because she's cutting back to just Mondays. <laughs> so you can feel bad uh, only one day a week. Like, oh, ah, I wish, I wish I would have remembered to record Monday night's show of Rachel Maddow beginning in May because it's only Mondays now. Well, it's only Mondays now starting in May. You still have Monday through Thursday to be able to catch her now, uh, I guess, through the, you know, through the month of April, I guess. I know that she's working on other projects. She's working on some kind of podcast, which is tough to come up with. You don't know how to, I don't know how to create a podcast other than, you know, sitting down and talking into a microphone and even a film collaboration with Ben Stiller and Lauren Michaels. And so she's talking, you know, she returned for the president's state of the union and she'd come back for other big news events, which would be wonderful. Certainly would be wonderful for them. I mean, they just rotating hosts in and out and nobody is watching when she's not there. I mean, I will give her that. She at least draws the viewers while she's there. It's MSNBC's most watched show. Uh, she gets uh, 2.6 million viewers at 9 p.m. for MSNBC. That's huge. I mean, Hannity beats her, but not by much on Fox. And uh, Lawrence O'Donnell and Chris Hayes um, knew they do, they're averaging uh, well uh, under a million less than those two. Uh, so, you know, I mean, okay. But she said that uh, uh, she's, you know, she's only going to do one night a week now. That's all she can do. And, and she wants to be there. But I've got other projects and I've got to make this happen. So, all right. Uh, just Monday nights now for the Rachel Maddow show on MSNBC. And they, they've been, you know, they've been trying to hoodwink you by calling, you know, every night at 9 p.m. the Rachel Maddow show. And then she's just not there. Uh, which I would be pissed if I was a Rachel, if I was a Rachel Maddow fan, uh, and I go to the Rachel Maddow show and she's not there, I would be pissed. So they better figure out something fast because nobody's watching when she ain't there. <laughs> That's a good bargaining chip for her. That's for sure. 
Uh, I saw where uh, Meta is reportedly considering uh, releasing virtual currency for the metaverse. Uh, the employers are calling them Zuck Bucks. Um, that's probably not a bad idea. I mean, I just read an article that where this uh, writer known as Cheryl said that she spent like 14000 on virtual land inside the metaverse. So as she's, they even said, you know, hey, it has real, you know, real world uh, problems too. It comes with its own risks. You know, there's advantages and disadvantages to buying property inside the metaverse. But before I read this story, I was actually thinking when I read the story about creating Zuckbucks in the metaverse, I'm thinking, you know, I really should do a show inside the metaverse. Uh, I don't know, you know, I'm sure Facebook is not, uh, you know, fans of chewing the fat, but I would uh, love to do a show in, you know, we could do it on, it'd be like uh, doing it at Universal Studios. You know, I could set up uh, chewing the fat studios on uh, the main street of some big city in the metaverse and just do my show there. And uh, you could stop by and perform and listen to chewing the fat inside the metaverse. That might be fun. And, uh, you know, just be another way to uh, get to chewing the fat, only, you know, chewing the fat inside the meta. Uh, It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, you know, I'm thinking about maybe reaching out and making that happen. Why don't you then, Jeff? You know, I probably will. I'm just letting you know. You know, as we're sitting here, I'm talking off the top of my head or the bottom of my butt or however you want to consider me talking. Just throwing it out there. Thinking about uh, thinking about ideas. I'm an idea man. Okay, that's what I am. I also see where uh, Zuck uh, is costing uh, the old Meta platforms a lot of money <laughs> on security. You know, we just did the story not long ago about uh, Bezos and the Amazon CEOs and CF- COOs and CFOs, how much they spent on security, and Bezos spent the most at 1.6 million. All right. So uh, he is spending, you know, let's, uh, and that's uh, usually for one guy and his family. It's, uh, you know, for a reasonable, uh, a reasonable cost for security, you know, is a million or two a year. That's, and that's 24 hours, right? So I don't know how many people Zuck has got uh, traveling around with him, but according to this, uh, more than $15.2 million last year related to protecting the old CEO, Jeff Bezos, at his homes and during personal travel. Wow. On top of which, there was another $10 million given to Zuckerberg as a pre-tax allowance for his family security, as well as $1.6 million for use of a private aircraft for personal travel. Well, he's got to have you got to fly private. You're Mark Zuckerberg. You're not getting on the uh, net. <laughs> You're not getting on JetBlue. <laughs> uh, sorry. I mean, I, I, I understand. I do understand that. But that's an awful lot of money. And maybe that's why, you know, I guess when we see pictures of Mark, who looks he's such a dork. Uh, he was out jogging and he's got like four or five guys around him. That's where you're getting the 15 million. I don't think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want anything bad to happen to Mark Zuckerberg, but I'm pretty sure that he doesn't need five guys around him uh, when he's out for a jog. But what do I know? If it's, 
you know, keeping him safe and makes him feel safer and he's got the money to do it, go ahead. But, you know, sooner or later, uh, Meta, uh, the Meta platforms have got to start thinking, uh, Mark, uh, we're spending an awful lot of money on you, bro. Uh, It's going to have to start coming out of your pocket, maybe. So that could be happening uh, very, very soon. And, you know, maybe he could sit down with me inside the Meta and we could do a little a little one-on-one and talk uh, a little bit of uh, issues around uh, keeping himself safe. I like that idea a lot. Chewing the fat with Mark in the meta? Yeah, I'm all about that. I mean, you can bet uh, Kardashian will be selling stuff in the meta and uh, walking, uh, you know, Kim's Kim's world inside the metaverse. No doubt about it. The reason I was thinking about Kim is because I know that she just revealed uh, what makes her horny. And I was thinking, did I want to know? Because uh, is it yay? Well, no, I mean, it can't be yay. Yay is over. <laughs> yay maybe used to make her horny, but not anymore. Yay is out. So apparently she said to Jimmy Kimmel that uh, the kind of stuff that makes me horny to literally clean out my effing playroom. I'm insane. And then she laughed. Any mom will get that. Like, have you seen a clean playroom? Oh my God. Like you can sleep at night. <laughs> and I will say, uh, Kim, the, the picture of her kid's playroom uh, does look a little bit different than my children's playroom, which is the living room. Uh, they have an actual separate playroom with uh, toys and riding horses and uh, you know, all kinds of uh, slides and stairs and little toys. So, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that Kim keeps that clean. It wouldn't be the help that keeps that clean. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. No. <laughs> so apparently, after the help gets the kid's room clean, that's what makes her horny. So there you go. Uh, always important to know speaking of uh, what gets you in the mood for a little business i see where Brittany announced that uh, she may be pregnant i know she's uh, as soon as she lost the uh conservatorship she didn't have to be on uh she didn't have to be on birth control anymore and so she wants a baby with the new boyfriend uh, the new the new love of her life and so She wrote on Instagram uh, with a photo of flowers and a cup of coffee. Uh, What happened to my stomach? My husband said, no, you're food pregnant, silly. So I got a pregnancy test and, uh, well, I am having a baby. (laughs) Okay, congratulations. Can't wait for that because, you know, she talked about how she had the... uh, uh, the depression after the other babies. And that's when she, uh, you know, went even more crazy. So, you know, she claims, uh, Hey, it's, I can talk about it now and I know about it and it's good. And I'll be doing yoga every day and spreading lots of joy and love. And there's nothing like having a baby with the, you know, that's a natural part of a relationship filled with love and respect and I just want to have a child with Sam. Oh, that's just so nice. And she also said, I obviously won't be going out as much due to the 
perhaps the paparazzi getting their money shot of me like they uncomfortably already have oh yeah yeah Britt you hate that don't you you hate the uh, the promo of you <laughs> yeah I don't want that to happen oh and I see you know we talked about uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck and how they're engaged now in the beautiful ring and all that kind of the $10 million ring. And I was thinking that, you know, he still stayed under budget because he spent, you know, the $50 million on the 65 or $70 million Bel Air house. And so he was still, you know, under budget with the ring. Well, it looks like they're not getting the house that they had uh, signed the paperwork on. Apparently, uh, the deal fell through. Uh, something happened during the inspection period and, uh, they must've seen something they didn't like about the mansion and they withdrew their offer. So now what are you going to do? I mean, they're homeless. <laughs> I don't know. Is, uh, Jennifer and Ben going to move in with the ex Jennifer Garner, who I'm told is not happy about this whole relationship thing and the children. So I doubt that's going to happen. I did see where this big doc, the plastic surgeon doc, had to file for bankruptcy. And his Bel Air space is now in bankruptcy court and up for sale for like $50 million. So maybe they buy that place. Uh, Dr. Alex Kahadave, uh, who is, uh, you know, Mr. Los Angeles plastic surgeon. And he had to you know, file for bankruptcy and he's got the Bel Air mega mansion, the $88 million houses of the hoity toity. So he spent uh 46 million buying the property and renovating it. He's got 21,000 square feet, seven bedrooms, tequila bar, movie theater features, an NFT gallery, champagne tasting room, 3d projector that casts a light out on the outdoor pool And so maybe he gets this place. I guess the estate has to sell it. It's up for auction for 50 million. Maybe that's what Ben Jen is going to purchase in Bel, still in Bel Air, still where they want to live and raise their family together. So maybe they get that. I mean, the place is a, is an interesting place. It looks beautiful. I don't necessarily know that it's a, it's a family home. Uh, that, uh, you know, Ben and Jen doesn't look like the Ben and Jen house that they just turned down. It looks more like a, you know, a single guy's place, all glass and wide open and not really family oriented, but you know, for 50 million overlooking the city, it'd be, might be worth the price. Just never know. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So two bicyclists uh, were run down in Utah by a lady who claimed that she ran them down by accident 
because she was taking multiple medications for several various medical issues, one of which was irritable bowel syndrome. The IBS has been causing her to defecate on herself without warning. That is not fun. I do not recommend, you know, recommend that you run over bicyclists, but, you know, if you're uncontrollably defecating uh, in a car, what are you going to do? So uh, Julianne Budge, 47, uh, was arrested. She was driving from her home when she began to uncontrollably defecate on herself. And she swerved. And she said she knew she hit two individuals but couldn't get her car to stop. Now, a witness at the scene of the accident stated that it appeared, this is a witness statement, that she did not have the intention of stopping after hitting the two cyclists. Uh, the witness stated he followed, the witness followed her vehicle until she pulled over several hundred yards away from the accident. Now, okay, so what, I mean, that is stopping after she got her car under control. I'm not her attorney and I'm just playing one on the air, but just saying. So she, I guess she'd been in the hospital the previous day and had been taking fentanyl through an IV drip, which I will say that you're probably not advised to drive. After you've been taking the fentanyl IV drip, uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but maybe you should. Maybe that's on the uh, maybe that's on the paperwork that you get. And she failed all field sobriety tests, and she'd been convicted of DUI back in 2015. She was transported to the hospital, and then you know issued for the blood draw, and she was placed under arrest for suspicion of driving under the influence. Then she was arrested on suspicion of two counts of automobile homicide due to criminal negligence, both second-degree felonies, two counts of failure to remain at an accident involving death. She did remain. She was getting her car under control and then stopped several hundred yards away. She couldn't stop right there. She couldn't. The car was out of control, and her body was out of control. She was. She'd lost all control of everything. Uh, what am I, her attorney now? And so then, uh, two counts of DUI with serious bodily injury by negligent operation, both third degree felonies. She's also facing a Class B misdemeanor charge of reckless driving and an infraction for improper lane travel well yeah she was that was out of control those are silly charges okay i get the you know automobile homicide due to criminal negligent uh i get the dui was seriously bodily injury by negligent operation maybe but uh the reckless driving the infraction for improper lane travel come on now that's of course she was out of control she admitted that she had lost control of her bodily functions and the car at the same time so just saying and who among us has not wanted to no i can't say that i love bicyclists okay i love them they're the best thing about driving on the road is when i'm able to slow down and let the bicyclists go by and let them ride their little group together or even just one bicyclist let them take the road and so i as an automobile can wait behind them i love that and there's nothing i love more than bicyclists no matter what state i'm in i want to have them be able to be out there and ride in safety 
and right on the road and have all the rights that cars have. I absolutely want that. So this is a sad, sad story, and she should be arrested and thrown in jail for the rest of her life. Actually, that's probably what's going to happen. But since I was looking at a story involving IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, of course I get stories in my timeline uh, in uh, in reference to IBS. And I didn't know that uh, on TikTok, it's been a new trend, hot girl with stomach problems. And then uh, they complain about the problems, including those caused by IBS. And so that's great. Hot girls with stomach problems on TikTok. It makes me want to get a TikTok account even more. <laughs> so if you have a sensitive tummy, uh, it may be IBS. And you don't want to have irritable bowel syndrome and out there driving because then you could lose control of everything. And then this whole story gives me a big article, a big storyline on the basics of IBS and the symptoms and the things that I should know about IBS. And if you have IBS, I do not want you to have it. Okay, I want you to be cured. Clearly, I want you to be cured. So just be sure that you get it taken care of and diagnosed properly and get the correct medications that can help you get away from IBS. I got an email, chewingthefat at theblaze.com, that uh, got me thinking about uh, some things that I have done in my past that uh, I'm not necessarily proud of, but, you know, it made me have some cash to spend. And uh, sure, some people may have thought that it was, you know, illegal or immoral, but, you know, that's the way it goes. This email uh, said, you had me laughing here, Jeffy. My son sold candy out of his backpack all through high school. He would talk me into picking up the candy in bulk, and I can't remember ever getting reimbursed. He wanted to sell soda, but that was the turf of a senior. He uh, was and is a beekeeper as well as center of the football team. That's great. And during honey harvest, he would sell as many jars of honey as he could carry in the locker room. That's sweet. Okay, so that goes back to the school in Pennsylvania that's uh, knocking down kids bringing in bags of treats. And they've been selling them, you know, for extra cash in the in the hallways, right? So he, she said uh, her younger son sold hallway passes. That's a good idea. Uh, that's a smart idea. Apparently, he found a pile that a teacher had lost. Yeah, the teacher had lost the pile of hallway passes. And so he used an unused locker. This is a good idea. With a lock. For a dollar, he'd sell the student uh, locker number and combination. They could pick up a hall pass. That's a good idea. Genius idea. And apparently, you know, of course, he got greedy and got busted for that. It made me think, I mean, when I was, I don't even know how old I was, but I've talked about it before where my friends used to have a newspaper route. Those, I don't even know if those exist anymore. And uh, on behind the store that he used to pick up his newspapers out of the morning, in the dumpster once a month, they would throw away the old Playboys and penthouses and any other porn mags, and they would throw away out-of-date cigarettes. And so we were living a large, my friends. We had we had uh, porn books and we had cigarettes. You don't need much more out of life. That's uh, the age we were. <laughs> we had a little clubhouse up at the top of our neighbor's garage, and uh, we were living large, man. Looking through the mags and smoking cigarettes. 
And I sold, uh, you know, I sold those mags, the extras, and I sold the extra cigarettes for cash so that we were able to go to the store and get candy. And the guy finally at the, at the store was like, where are you getting all this money? Don't worry about where I'm getting the money. You're a store. I'm here with cash. I'm buying your product. Don't worry about where the money is coming from. <laughs> so I'm, I'm well aware of, uh, of good ideas on how to make some money that may be questionable, uh, questionable thing for you to do, which leads me into, I want this gig. Okay. I see where a streaming company is looking to pay someone $2,400 to watch a 24 hour true crime marathon and post about it on social media. No one is more prepared to do this than me. Magellan TV wants to hire someone $100 an hour to watch a true crime marathon and post about it on social media. Okay. I could do that. I want this gig. All right. So Magellan, I have until the 18th of April. Today is the 12th. For those of you uh, listening to this broadcast live, it is the 12th. I stated it earlier in the show of April, 2022. All you have to do is uh, the company, let's see, they have to love it so much. The true crime of menacing serial killers, glorious details, uh, chilling paranormal. You have to stream it nonstop for 24 hours. And they actually say it's 48 hours. They give you 48 hours to watch 24 hours of true crime shows. And you you have to check everything off the watch list. You get $100 an hour, total of $2,400, as well as a one-year free membership to Magellan TV, which is, I guess, 60 bucks a year. And uh, the runner-up also gets a free membership for a year. So I'm going to apply for this. I want this gig. Okay. <laughs> I've got to submit a video explaining why they're perfect for the job. Hello. Uh, residents must be 18 or older. I am. A, I am. I'm a check that box. I have at least one social media account. I check that box. I have to get it done before the 18th of April. And the winner will be notified within 10 days. And there's, I, this is it. I, I could do this, man. A 24 hour, 24, I'll do it in 24 hours. I'll just stay up and do it in one day and give a whole, a whole ride on my social media accounts for Magellan TV and the true crime episodes. I want this gig bad. <laughs> I haven't really mentioned COVID in a while because, you know, I'm, I'm over it as much as you are. Uh, we can talk about uh, how the surging prices and, uh, you know, they just released the numbers of 8.5% increase with uh, the consumer price index. You know that's all BS, right? I mean, you go to the store just like I do. You see prices going through the roof on everything. It is happening, and it isn't happening because of Putin, and you know that as well. But I was looking at uh, some of the headlines for COVID, and uh, I really was uh, kind of surprised. We have DC's super elite super spreader event, right? Uh, 72 people who attended the, a dinner had tested positive for the virus. I don't. I believe all of those people would have been vaccinated and double or probably triple vaxxed. Uh, 
President Biden is preparing to extend the federal mask mandate further for transportation networks. No matter what the airlines say, no matter what the people say, he will continue to do this mask mandate because it's the only mandate he has control over for COVID. So it's still going to be happening. And you see how much he believes in the mask mandate. He wears it outside and then takes it off while he's inside. I mean, it's just dumb. Uh, We see a new study that uh, said that New York and California failed in the handling of COVID, but Florida was among the best. Uh, Really, you think? I mean, those are just things that we already knew, but now it's coming true because people are looking back and saying, wait, uh, you guys did all this and still had all this. What's the deal? Uh, Philadelphia is uh, going to reinstate the indoor mask mandate. They have a sharp rise in cases. I'd like to see the numbers on that. Uh, but I'm sure that the numbers are going up. I don't know. You know, it just depends on what they mean by sharp rise in cases. Uh, Pro mask Oklahoma College town mayor loses to a rival uh, backing personal freedoms. Yeah, no kidding. People want to be able to make the choice. That's why I don't make, I I refuse to make fun of people that wear masks. I just won't because we said all along, look, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, just don't force me. And while I think that it's, you know, kind of silly, really, that you're wearing a mask, uh, if it makes you feel better, wear it. I'm all for it. Just don't force me to do it. I just, uh, I just, I, I hate the whole forcing thing. Uh, and there's a new Omicron XE COVID variant uh, detected in the UK has now made it to Japan. And I guess XE has been detected in Thailand, India, and Israel. It's expected that uh, the Israeli cases may have developed independently. Uh huh. And the U.S. has not yet reported any of the XE cases. So just be ready. There's new variants coming and there'll just be ways for them to try to use new mandates because of the new variants. We have to do it. And there's a new drug that has apparently slashed deaths among patients with severe COVID. I mean, that's kind of good, right? You can quote me on that. That is kind of good. So we'll see if that actually, I mean, the studies are in uh, the, tr- the late stage trial was halted after strong early results, but the data has not been published or peer reviewed. Not sure why the late stage trial was halted though, uh, but there's, you know, a new, maybe it's because uh, it didn't have anything to do with Pfizer or Moderna. I don't know that though. I'm just guessing, just guessing. I hadn't looked at the numbers in quite a while. On the uh, world meter uh, number breakdown, USA is still, according to this, number one with uh, 82,103,067 total cases. And we've had a million deaths, which is really sad. But who is, where is, you know, the largest countries? I mean, you're looking at uh, India's number two. Which, I mean, they're still, they've got over a billion people, man. A billion people. And they're claiming to have 43,036,928 total cases. Let's see where China is ranked on this list, shall we? Because for a long time, they were reporting no case. I mean, have we heard from Shanghai lately? I mean, everything all right 
in the old Shanghai because I know they're locked down. We're seeing videos of uh, buildings, people screaming from buildings because the buildings are locked up. We're getting reports of food shortages. And we're, I mean, what's happening? Do we care? We're, we're told our U.S. government just said non-essential government workers, get out of there because uh, we're not going to be able to help you once it gets, once they lock you down. I thought it was already locked down. That seems to be a little late to be telling our people to get out of there. But let's look at the list here of COVID numbers and where China is ranked. According to this, China with 1 billion 439,323,776 people have 166,849 total cases. <laughs> I guess you get that low a number. That's 113th on the list of total cases in the world for countries. Uh, I guess you get that number by just locking down complete 26 million homes or actually 26 million people. You just lock them down in cities and that way nobody gets COVID. So that's good news, right? Right. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.